Welcome to the Pi Network Podcast. I am the crypto legend, Pi vs. Fiat. Pi is unique in almost every way. Most cryptos have their developers keep a large portion of the crypto that is created on reserve as well as an allocation to themselves. Then they offer an ICO, known as an initial coin offering, which works like an IPO, known as an initial public offering on the stock market. Except for cryptos, it would exist on a crypto exchange. People basically buy up coins on launch day for what may be the lowest value the coins will go for if the crypto succeeds in its vision and the value of the crypto coin rises. Most cryptos that use this method ultimately fail in their vision. Perhaps the leaders leading it are not fit to lead the team to fulfill the vision of establishing the partnerships and applications for the crypto in order for it to achieve adoption by consumers. What you are left with is many people who invested in the crypto thinking they'd make a lot of money off it, while the only people walking away with a lot of money are the developers as they sell off the large amount of coins they allocated to themselves initially. Where other people buy it up thinking the price is at a good value since it will go up over time because the developers will make the vision of the crypto a reality for all. That is their mentality. Pi has to be used like fiat currency in order for it to behave like fiat currency. Fiat currency has no fixed supply. Governments print out and digitally create their sovereign currency every day. It happens all the time in many different countries and it's happening today all around the world to provide funding during this pandemic. The US dollar has not been backed by gold for decades. It has no intrinsic value. When people look at a new crypto, they evaluate it against present cryptos. They factor in the max supply and determine, based on its consumers or crypto holders, how much it may be worth. They look at whether it has checked off all the boxes other cryptos do when launching. They look at the blockchain to see if it's there and how well developed it is. They look for digital crypto wallets and whether or not it's listed on a crypto exchange. Most crypto experts do not evaluate it in comparison to fiat currencies, only in relation to other cryptocurrencies that are deemed successful, such as Bitcoin. If Pi were to be compared to fiat currency, these are the questions that should be asked. Can people earn it? Do many people hold it? Can many people use it? Will many people use it? How often will people use it? How badly will people need it? Where can it be used? Which is in correlation to where it is accepted. Is it stable? Is it reliable? Will directly using this crypto make my life better? Will using this crypto make my life easier? Will this crypto be able to provide for my needs? 
Will this crypto be able to buy the things I want? Will this crypto lack the volatility that all other cryptos have in order for me to know I can depend on it when I'll need it? Many people use crypto to obtain fiat currency to enhance their lifestyle. Soon though, people will use fiat currency to obtain Pi to enhance their lifestyle. For an example, a US American that has a pension can live in a third world country to magnify the lifestyle with the same income. By simply moving into a location where the cost of living is far less. The Pi lifestyle, though, is creating an economy that can be accessed anywhere in the world where a pioneer would not need to move locations to enhance their life. By simply being a part of the economy where the value of Pi is held to a higher standard, pioneers are able to purchase goods or services for less Pi because Pi is valued by all within the economy more than anywhere else in the world. The world will change in a few years where people will use their fiat currency to obtain pi directly or indirectly to spend it where they'll get the most value for it, such as the pi lifestyle, to enhance their standard of living. Where fiat currency will only buy or pay for the things Pi cannot pay for. Where Pi is financing the majority of the costs of a pioneer that they have in their life, and fiat currency is only covering what Pi cannot. By having Pi valued more, more pioneers are able to use Pi consistently and more frequently. By having Pi's value linked to the goods and services it can provide, which come from other pioneers only, the ability to tap into the value that Pi can bring is limited to the amount of trust that pioneer has with others in the community that have a desire to conduct business with that pioneer. By having Pi valued more, it requires less Pi to be spent to obtain the same value as opposed to Pi being worth less, costing more Pi for the same item. What does this do though? It preserves the wealth for every pioneer by inhibiting that pioneer from having the ability to spend all their Pi all at once. This is important when building an economy. You need to build a market that is sustainable and scalable for every pioneer those who came in real early and those who just learned about Pi then downloaded the app today. The opportunity must be equal for all and the value must be there for all. Even on the first day a pioneer joins Pi Network. By accounting for this you are factoring in every pioneer and by being as inclusive as possible where it is optional to join such an economy, it will ensure that every pioneer receives the value that Pi has to offer willingly. 
there will be many other places people will be able to go with their pie in order to spend it in the future. Pie is a free market, and its innovation will lead to future discoveries that only empower the economy further. Fiat currencies build economies by leveraging debt by extending out credit lines and loans to businesses seeking to start up or expand. There are very few companies that have been built on capital that has not been borrowed to establish their brands that we know of today. Cryptocurrency though follows deflation and basically the price of its value is expected to rise over time as the developers of the coin form partnerships with large businesses to develop the applications for their crypto. The volatility in crypto makes it very difficult for a company offering credit for that crypto as a lucrative business. Crypto payments would be high as companies are not certain whether that crypto will even be around for the next 10 years. If the payment must be relative to the market value of fiat it held at that time, then if the coin were to decrease in value, it would take more of that crypto to make the payment. If the value of the coin has risen a lot and the fiat amount is paid, the business will get less of that crypto. If the business relied on payment where the crypto amount is what must be paid, then if the coin drops in value, they lose out, as it is easier for the person who borrowed to pay it off. If the coin rises a lot in value, the person who borrowed could be paying many times more than what they borrowed if the market value changed greatly, where the coin is worth far more. Yet the payment is in regard to the amount of the crypto, not in regard to its relative value. Not being able to have access to more crypto if needed comes from a crypto being very volatile in nature. Eliminate its volatility and increase its stability. Then you will have a crypto that functions more like fiat currency, where it can be relied upon and consistently counted on for its value. No one wants to believe Pi has the ability to change their life somehow, because that would require many to trust in something they do not fully understand. That is why this podcast was created, to help many people understand economics, markets, and specifically, Pi. In the year 2000, Blockbuster was approached by the CEO of Netflix, asking Blockbuster to buy Netflix for $50 million. At that time, Blockbuster owned much of the market share for its industry. It was a titan, and it had grown into an empire from the 1980s to the 1990s. Netflix was established in 1997, so it was still very new. The deal was declined and rejected, and by 2010, Blockbuster had filed for bankruptcy. Netflix is the operating on a global market, and they developed a way to lower their costs for the consumer as well as for the corporation while maximizing profits worldwide. 
their algorithm is able to aggregate the data to determine what people prefer watching and what type of movie they develop and whether it would be a success based on the elements people prefer to watch. The design was always meant to destroy its competitor because it offered more value at less cost to their consumers. The implementation of a subscription-based payment model is the new way many businesses operate today. Allowing you to pay a high price to own something is not as effective as allowing you to use something while paying a low cost while having the ability to stop it at any time. It is far more effective for revenue and ultimately for increasing profit. In this example, Pi Network is like Netflix, in a way seeking to innovate a better way for everyone that holds Pi to have a better life. By design, it will develop the future of tomorrow and create a world where our dreams can become our reality. If you have a crazy idea, many people will tell you why it won't work. They will present to you all the reasons why it will fail. They will tell you this because they do not believe they can do it, nor do they know anyone else who can. Remember, the people in life who are the craziest, who believe they can change the world, are ultimately the only people who ever do. If you'd like to learn more about Pi, stay connected as I go deeper into what Pi is, what Pi is doing, and how it can help you as well as many others. Until next time, stay mining and stay smiling. I am the Crypto Legend.